Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy. In today's video, we're doing a 12-team mock draft from the 7th overall spot. This is a PPR mock draft. Now, the roster positions for this mock draft is one quarterback, two running backs, two wideouts, a tight end, flex, kicker defense, and six bench spots. Now, obviously, these mock drafts are kind of just random. I just look at a comment, and I just pick one of the comments and do that mock draft. I try to mock draft once every single day. You're getting other videos as well earlier in the day, so there should have been a video earlier today. I haven't recorded that yet. I'm recording this one first, so it's just a complete and utter mystery to me what it was, but you guys may have already seen it, and likely you have already seen it, and if you haven't seen it, make sure to click that subscribe button. It's free, and I produce content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 Fantasy Football Championship, and there's tons of videos on my channel. I try to make more than one video every single day to really help you guys win, and I will be updating the Patreon very soon with my draft guide. is obviously already up there, but I want to update a bit of the ranking, so before I get into the video, please just make sure you click that subscribe button and check out the patreon as well like i said 12 team ppr mock draft from the seventh overall spot this is on fantasy pros draft wizard so we're going to be drafting up against the computer but it makes it much easier much faster for us to go ahead and actually get correct analysis on each pick now we are, since I do have Fantasy Pros, like whatever it is, it's like the Hall of Fame package. I can draft up against all of these things. So we're going to go up against ESPN ADP, Fantrax ADP, RT Pros, ART Sports ADP, my Fantasy League ADP, Fantasy Football Calculator ADP, and Composite Best Ball Ranking so that we can go ahead and get the best overall feel of what a real draft is going to look like come August when it is, well, it's already August, but come the next couple of weeks when you guys are going to be having your Fantasy football draft so obviously here we're drafting at the seventh spot so we're not going to be able to get one of those uh top tier stud running backs a guy like Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley but one may have just fallen to us so after uh, the first pick of the draft was Christian McCaffrey followed by Saquon Barkley Ezekiel Elliott Michael Thomas Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, and then CEH so Clyde Edwards Hilaire is screaming up the draft board now going as the sixth pick of the draft are you kidding me I'm not buying him at that value. I don't like it. I think he's a top 12 running back. I just don't see him finishing inside of the top five like he got drafted here. So to me, that is just an easy fade. I don't know why anyone is on him that hard thinking he's going to be that great. I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be a useful running back for fantasy football. But by God, in the first fucking round, you would have to catch me dead before I draft CEH there. So I'm going to go ahead and snag Alvin Kamara. This is the easy pick here. If Alvin Kamara was not available here, which he likely wouldn't have been because some dumbass wouldn't have reached up and picked CEH. But by the time the drafts are happening, there's going to be so much hype out of training camp talking about how good CEH's hands are, how good this offense is looking in training camp. And then people are going to start cranking off to the CEH news and just blow their load all over their screen and pick CEH that early. So it wouldn't really surprise me if that happened. So here we're going to go with Alvin Kamara. If he wasn't available, though, we probably would have went with either Joe Mixon or Derrick Henry. If you want to go with the more safer route, go Derrick Henry. If you want to go with more upside, in my opinion, you can go with Joe Mixon. I have them back-to-back in my rankings, so I'm not going to argue either way down below in the comments. You can go with either guy. So I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara here of the New Orleans Saints. Last year was honestly probably his worst season in the NFL based upon, like, we really just saw his his floor hit, which was like a top 10 running back, and his ceiling is the number one running back in fantasy football. He is the perfect package, just like with Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and Ezekiel Elliott, but I feel like he's more in that Christian McCaffrey type of range of a guy who's really good in the pass-catching game, who can go out there as a wide receiver, make a guy miss. Saquon and Zeke could probably do the same thing, but we see Alvin Kamara do that more, so we're going to see a lot of dump-offs to Alvin Kamara, a lot of rushing opportunity. I think Alvin Kamara is just a lock to be a top-five guy, as long as he can stay healthy in 2020, so to me... The New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara is a locked and loaded pick here at the 107.
So after we went ahead and selected Mr. Alvin Kamara, Devontae Adams came out the board, followed by Derrick Henry, Ty Reek, the Freak Hill, Joe Mixon, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Travis Kelsey, Lamar Jackson, Miles Sanders, and Kenyon Drake. Now, Travis Kelsey, that is a bit early. Typically, you see him going at the back half of the second round. Same thing goes with Lamar Jackson. Am I taking a tight end this early? I may in some leagues. I prefer to in smaller leagues, like an 8- or 10-team league. That's where I really see the advantage of drafting a top-tier tight end, whereas in these kind of leagues, I just don't really see it in like a 12- or 14-team league. But I may do it. Lamar Jackson just way too early. This is where he's going to be drafted, though, so don't be fucking surprised at all if you see a guy like Lamar Jackson or Travis Kelsey go in the first or second round. It's just normal. Some people really like to reach for that quarterback position. Now, we are going to see Patrick Mahomes and uh, Travis Kelsey's compadre, George Kittle, probably come off the board within the next couple of picks. Now, is that something you should be doing to me? No on the quarterback for the tight end? Yeah, because they're not going to fall past the third round. If you want Kelsey or Kittle, you're really going to have to pull the trigger in the second or third round. Patrick Mahomes, obviously, I just don't like to draft quarterbacks this early. I prefer Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, but just like with Mixon versus Derrick Henry, there's really, in my mind, no reason to have some type of an all-out fucking war in the comment section, having their Twitter fingers type typey type all about Lamar Jackson versus Pat Mahomes. You just pick your guy, whichever you prefer. You can draft that guy as the first quarterback off the board. I'm not going to argue it at all. So, now we are looking probably to draft a running back. Something also interesting to note here is the back team, team number 12, went with the double wide receiver strategy the zero rb type of start now they could zero running back is just drafting no running backs for the first four or five rounds just just a modified zero rb because we don't see the third or fourth round they will likely draft a running back in the third or fourth round the modified zero rb is probably the best strategy when compared to the full zero rb because i just don't see how that's possible because then you're really 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 buying into yourself hitting on a bunch of running backs late who could just be completely shit whereas the running backs in the first one to three rounds are pretty much more way more safe completely more safe than those guys going later so now it is my turn to make my pickety pick and we already have one running back in Alvin Kamara so we could really go any way here we could go with tight end and George draft George Kittle and see what our team looks like which is something I would be interested in potentially doing there's a bunch of great wide receivers still available Chris Godwin Allen Robinson Juju Smith-Schuster not really one of the best ones to me I think the second or third round is a little too early for Juju I do see the upside there with Big Ben staying healthy but I'm not one of those guys riding on the Juju train to take me all the way to the championship. Uh, Kenny Galladay, DJ Moore are also guys that I would like here. At the running back position, we see Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs. That's why I like picking at the back half of the first round. You can get two locked and loaded studs in the first round. Now, we're drafting more in the middle here with the seventh pick, but I, I prefer just not drafting at the one, two, or three. Sure, you're going to be able to get Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, but you're not going to be able to get those stud back part of the running back position, in my opinion. So here, it's just a toss-up between these three guys. I love Nick Chubb. I love Josh Jacobs. I love Austin Eckler. The safest picks here are Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler. The most risky of them all is Nick Chubb due to the fact that Kareem Hunt is going to be back and likely will be obviously taking away a lot of his receiving work, but I do still think the guy's going to get the ball a million times because head coach Kevin Stefanski, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings, is a very run-heavy coach. So you can go with either of these guys here. Again, I'm not going to argue. The only way I'd argue with you is if you picked anyone besides those three running backs if you wanted to draft a running back. If you wanted to draft a wide receiver, any of the guys I listed already, Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, Allen Robinson, or Mike Evans, DJ Moore are all picks here. That would be perfectly fine with. So I'm going to go ahead and draft my highest-ranked running back of the group, and that is Mr. Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders. And if you guys have noticed in every single mock draft pretty much my first 
two-round picks are typically running backs. That's just because I believe the value is too strong to miss out on. The running backs are going to be not as good in the third round, whereas the wide receiver value is still going to be there due to the fact that most drafts are dictated by the running backs. In the early rounds, you're going to see a shit ton of running backs come off the board, whereas the wide receivers are just going to measly come off at the beginning, and then the third and fourth round is when we see a brigade of wide receivers come off the board. So after we want Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb came off the board, followed by Austin Eckler, Patty Mahomes, George Kittle, Aaron Jones, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, Kenny Galladay, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, and Adam Thielen. Jonathan Taylor may by well be a third round pick by the end of August where people are actually drafting. I would not be surprised at all. His upside is amazing. It is top 10 running back. They have the number one graded offensive line via pro football focus. So I would not be surprised at all if Jonathan Taylor was talked up to be that guy. In the third round, I do like him, but I would not trust him being my number one running back. I You'd have to have at least one more running back on your team if you're going to pull the trigger on Jonathan Taylor because I think it may take more than a week or two for him to get it going. While I think he will eventually get it going by like week five, he'll just be a straight up workhorse top 10 running back week in and week out. I do think it may take time. Now, our team started off with Alvin Kamara and Josh Jacobs. Now, we are on to our third round pick. Now, as you guys can see on the left side of the screen, we actually already drafted two guys with the same bye week. Now, don't fret about that, if I'm being completely honest with you. Don't let the bye week frenzy bother you because, hey, week six, you might not even have some of these. This guy might be hurt. One of these guys could be hurt. One of these guys could have been traded off your team, especially if you're a guy who is very, very trade heavy. If you're in a league that's very trade heavy, don't worry about the buys at all. If you're more of one of those conservative kind of players, who doesn't really like trading. That's me. I'm not really huge into trading every single week, trying to move a million guys off my roster. Some guys... They prefer that more, so I don't. I won't argue either way of you're bad if you don't do this, you're bad if you don't trade. That's not true. You can win a league by literally not trading at all, so don't obviously worry about that. So you don't really have to worry too much about the buys because you're going to get other running backs on this roster. That will start for week six, and these guys will be on your roster every single week except for week six or not on your roster because they'll be on your roster the whole season unless they end up dying a ter- tragic death or something, but... So, looking at the picks that are still available, right now, like I said, the running backs really do fall off by, like, the third or fourth round. In some leagues, there will be some other guys available here. In other leagues, probably not. This is typically what we're going to be seeing at the running back board. Guys like Todd Gurley, Chris Carson, Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, David Montgomery, David Johnson, all guys that could potentially go in the third round. Now, you guys know my take on Todd Gurley. I am so off of the guy. I just believe Atlanta is such a pass-heavy team, and they just don't really use the running back too efficiently there. Dirk Cutter especially does not really use a running back too efficiently in his first year in the system. So Atlanta had the first year in their system is Todd Gurley. So I do really worry about that. So to me, I'm just going to hit him with the Michael Jordan fadeaway and draft a running back probably in the fourth round and go with a running back here. Since George Kittle has been taken already, he probably would have been the pick here just to see what our team would look like if we drafted a tight end early. I do like Mark Andrews a lot, but I prefer to wait till the fourth round to get him. But in a lot of leagues, he will be a third round pick after Kelsey and Kittle, you're typically going to see Mark Andrews go around about a round or a round and a half later. So, and all same thing with the quarterbacks. Actually, the quarterbacks is completely different. You might see Dak might go this round or he might go in the fifth round and it just starts a run. So once Dak goes, typically you see a million guys come off the board. You'll see Dak, then you'll see Russ, then you'll see Kyler, then you'll see Deshaun Watson. And then kind of tippies off. It kind of slows down. And then they start flying off the board again. So it's really based upon what happens in your league and how much your league values the quarterback 
quarterback position. So right here, we're probably going to be looking for a wide receiver. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below. So we're going to be looking for a wide receiver here. To me, it is an easy pick. I have this guy ranked the highest of them all, and that is wide receiver DJ Moore of the Carolina Panthers. Now you might be wondering, Nick, why do you like DJ Moore so much? And it's plain and simple. I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence. I believe that's a quote from Ricky Bobby the movie or whatever that movie's called. Talladega Nights, that fucking movie's electric. But DJ Moore is going to absolutely kill it in 2020. We saw him put up an excellent season in 2019 with worst quarterback play. Now Teddy throws a belt. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the head honcho starting quarterback of that team. And I just believe the team looks better with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is the second coming of fantasy football, Jesus Christ. But I do believe that he is much better than Kyle Allen. Allen and Cam Newton at the beginning of the year just looked absolutely fucking atrocious. So I think we see a much better DJ Moore this year, especially in the touchdown category. He was a guy that I believe only scored four total touchdowns. I really see that number increasing drastically this year in 2020. Let me just pull up his stats real quick so we can go ahead and confirm what I said. Yes, it was true. Four total touchdowns, but he did have 135 targets, so an over 1,175 yards. So I think we could see a more improved version of DJ Moore, especially with better coaching. Not really better coaching, as Riverboat Ron's a good coach. But with Matt Rule and Joe Brady, I really think DJ Moore could have a fantastic season there in Carolina. So after we went ahead and made that pick, a couple of guys are going to come off the board. And then we're going to go ahead and make our pick. So after we went ahead and selected Mr. DJ Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster came off the board after we went with DJ Moore, followed by Todd Gurley, Cooper Cup, Mark Andrews, Amari Cooper, Melvin Gordon, Odell Beckham Jr., Chris Carson, Calvin Ridley, and DJ Chark. Just as suspected, Mark Andrews did go about a round and a half later. We didn't end up falling our way in the fourth round, which is okay because I believe Mark Andrews will probably find a spot at the back end of the third round in most drafts. I really like him. Uh, definitely top number one potential at the tight end position, especially if Lamar Jackson is throwing the ball more in 2020. So looking at the picks, none of those really scream out to me as garbage picks. I hate Amari Cooper. And I hate Odell Beckham Jr. Amari Cooper's actually fine, but he will have those really off games. He's kind of tipsy-turby. He's hot, and he's cold like Shaq's icy hot, so I just won't go ahead and draft him. Odell, I just don't trust the fact that he's going to bounce back due to the fact that they're just such a run-heavy team. I always joke about how Odell's a bum, and he was a bum last year. And he was given a lot of opportunity. I just don't believe the opportunity is going to be there for him this year. But if Mr. Jarvis Landry was to actually sit out the first couple of games because he's on the PUP physically unable to participate, then maybe just maybe we see Odell bounce back and have a fire start to the year. But if that happens, you sure as fuck better trade him before Jarvis comes back and steals every single target. So looking at the board right now, wide receiver, we see Robert Woods, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, Terry McLaurin. I don't really see too much of a discrepancy between those guys. I really like Robert Woods. I feel like I like him more than those other guys if I'm being honest with you, but I wouldn't necessarily put too much weight into it. At the running back position, I feel like it's really going to fall off if we don't pick one, though. Uh, we could see Le'Veon Bell, James Conner, David Johnson, Mark Ingram, David Montgomery. Now, if we don't pick one here, our hope is that David Montgomery falls to us in the next round. That is a must-happen, and then we have to draft two in a row. So it's either here we go with Le'Veon Bell, which is to me is the safest pick here, James Conner, the most upside pick. We could reach on David Montgomery, but I don't want to do that. We could pick David Johnson, who I think will probably find his water here in the fourth round. I am very worried about the fact that the guy's injury prone, but I do think this is a great spot for him. But I just find it very hard to draft him. Even though I have him ranked highly, I think he's going to be great. And I think this Houston system will be able to run the ball with him. I'm just worried about the fact that the guy just seems like he might die at any point. He is that elite talent. He was that elite talent before he got hurt last year. Then he got hurt. So I'm just really worried about it. I think I'd rather go with the safe 
safe pick in Le'Veon Bell. There's always the commenters telling me Le'Veon Bell is not a safe pick because Adam Gaze is an idiot. I completely agree. Adam Gaze is one of the biggest fucktards I've ever seen grace the NFL. The guy's a certified dumbass. He spends more time snorting coke than looking at the goddamn playbook. And Sam Darnold spends more time kissing women than uh, having a chance to look over the fucking plays as well or figure, telling, figuring out how to get Adam Gaze out of there. I don't understand it, but Le'Veon Bell will be fine. He played his worst year I've ever seen last year. The Jets' offensive line is improved. He just has to look better. He just has to. And even if he doesn't look better, last year you drafted him in the first round. This year you're getting him at the fourth round. And if he produces like he did last year, you'll be very happy with him as your flex. You just weren't happy with him last year because he was not that RB1. So we're going to go ahead and draft Le'Veon Bell here as our running back numero three on the team. So after we went ahead and drafted Le'Veon Bell, our roster now looks like this. Alvin Kamara, Josh Jacobs, DJ Moore, and Le'Veon Bell. So if we look at the draft after we went ahead and selected Mr. Le'Veon, we see Robert Woods, Zach Ertz, Cortland Sutton, Dak Prescott, A.J. Brown, James Conner, D.K. Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, David Johnson. Shout out to the fantasy footballers. I wish I could do it as good as them. Uh, that would have been pretty fun fucking electric. So after that, we see Devontae Parker and T.Y. Hilton. Devontae Parker's a guy I'm just not on. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. I have Dan the Man Marino hanging up on the fucking wall behind me. I'm just not on Devontae Parker. I'm just not on him. I don't believe that he's going to be that good if Preston Williams starts off the season. I just don't believe it. I really don't believe it at all because he really didn't do shit until Preston Williams got hurt. T.Y. Hilton, I just don't like due to the fact that I'm just very, very cautious of that injury. The injuries, it seems like he was not injury prone at all. And then last year and the year before, he was kind of starting to get hurt. And now with the quarterback change with Phillip Rivers, I, I just don't know. I mean, he could be amazing. He really could be. But I just don't want to take that risk in the fifth round when there's other wide receivers here that I like even more than T.Y. Hilton, I just feel a lot safer with. If we're looking at the board, guys like Ty Tyler Lockett and Stefan Diggs are the safest picks here besides Tyler Boyd, and it's not even close. If Jarvis Landry was healthy, he'd be a lock here as well. Julian Edelman, I believe, could fall to us in the sixth round. He's like literally a steal in every single draft. No one's talking him up. Him and Cam Newton have great chemistry already out of camp. We're seeing all these reports about how Cam Newton's talking about how this offense is flying. There's pictures of Cam Newton wearing like a bathing suit, hugging fucking Julian Edelman. They're boys now already, and I think that that is obviously something that's going to be important for the team to have that nice chemistry. Tyler Lockett obviously has been a safety net for Mr. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's whole fucking career pretty much, or not his whole career, but ever since Tyler Lockett's been there. He's been a beast. Tyler Lockett may have honestly been there the whole time. I'm just very bad at gauging what happened six years ago in the NFL. But Tyler Lockett is great. He ended up getting hurt, but he wasn't really hurt. He kind of had, like, the flu. He missed a couple of games. He wasn't like Michael Jordan. Didn't have that flu game. Played in the game. Put up an absolute goose egg, I believe. I think he put up zero points in that one game. So people are off of him now. They're really high on DK Metcalf. I've ranked one spot ahead of DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf already went off the board. These guys are kind of like a tandem. Once one comes off the board, you should be you should not be surprised if the other one comes soon after. You could argue also Stefan Diggs. I just don't think that both these teams are kind of going to be, in my opinion, more of those run-heavy kind of teams. Not super run-heavy for Buffalo. For Seattle it is, but Russell Wilson can still get it done, so I'm going to believe in him. I think Stefan Diggs will be great, but I think there might be a little too many cooks in the kitchen over there for Buffalo. Uh, John Brown and Cole Beasley are still going to get that work, whereas I think it's really going to be a Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf headed offense for the Seattle Seahawks team.
After we went ahead and drafted Mr. Tyler Lockett, Darren Waller came off the board, followed by Kyler Murray, Devin Singletary, Cam Akers, Mark Ingram, Russell Wilson, Stephon Diggs, Hollywood Brown, A.J. Green, and David Montgomery. So like I said, after those kind of two quarterbacks go, then Dak went, and then there was a bit of a uh, a bit of a lull there at quarterback, and then Kyler came, then Russell Wilson. So I wouldn't be surprised in the next couple of picks if we see a bunch more quarterbacks fly off the board but like I said it's very very league dependent on how the quarterback runs really happen if guys are don't hop on the run typically I say if you see a bunch of quarterbacks go just draft the other positions there because the value is going to be much better running back much better wide receiver there and then you just wait till the run's over then you draft your quarterback later in a lot of leagues, people do draft two quarterbacks, so I do advise drafting your first quarterback before they end up drafting their second, because then you're going to end up with some absolute garbage if you keep waiting, and that's happened to me multiple times before. It's not that you end up with garbage, but you just don't end up with the player that you would really want. So if we're looking at the board right now, I could see that after David Montgomery came off the board, it is our pick. Uh, out of all these guys, I don't really like A.J. Green at all. I do see the upside in him. I just worry too much about the injury. I prefer his teammate, Tyler yeah, Boyd, uh, like a round later. So right now, there's a lock at the running back position. The wide receivers are still wide open. There's a bunch of guys I actually like later that I feel like could fill into my wide receiver two spot or my flex spot on a given week. So to me, this is very easy to go with the running back here. And there are actually two that I would like here. I think it might be a little reach to draft James White here, but James White would be a pick, as well as my main man, Kareem Hunt of the Cleveland Browns. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really understand the talk about Kareem Hunt being a handcuff. To me, he's not a handcuff. He's just the, he's like a running back two on the team, but he will be getting snaps. Now, obviously, he's not going to be running the ball a zillion times. He'll probably get like maybe eight carries a game, but he is going to be getting a lot of dump offs out of the backfield, as well as potential wide receiver to work on the team, literally lining up as a fucking wide receiver if Jarvis Landry is missing a couple of games. And even if Jarvis Landry isn't missing a couple games, I wouldn't be surprised if he's out there as the wide receiver three getting work there because they just don't really have a clear wide receiver three, at least to me. And if Nick Chubb was to go down, Kareem Hunt even elevates Nick Chubb's like potential. He could legitimately be a top five value, a top five fantasy football running back for the weeks that Mr. Nicholas Chubb is out. So Kareem Hunt is the guy for me. If you guys don't remember in the past, if you were pretty new to football, you might not realize that Kareem Hunt was legitimately a beast like two, three years ago you know, on the Kansas City Chiefs. He literally fumbled his first ever play in the NFL. I was laughing my ass to the back saying, I knew this guy was fucking garbage and he did, a, he did me dirty because he was fucking defenses every single week for the Chiefs. It's a shame that he did what he did and he couldn't end up winning the Super Bowl last year with the Chiefs, but hey, it is what it is, but he ended up in a spot where he could get some solid work for fantasy football, so I like Mr. Kareem Hunt there in the sixth round, so looking after he went ahead and selected Mr. Kareem Hunt, Deshaun Watson came off the board, followed by his teammate Jarvis Landry, then Robert Gronkowski, Tyler Boyd, my main man, Tyler, yeah, Boyd, Tyler Higby, Evan Ingram, Joshy Man, Allen, Raheem Mostert, Michael Gallup, DeAndre Swift, Drew Brees, and Julian Edelman. So while it wasn't really a run at the quarterback position, we did see a lot more quarterbacks go here in the 6th and 7th round. We saw Russell Wilson, like I already said, Deshaun Watson, uh, Josh Allen, and Drew Brees. To me, I like Matt Ryan way more than Drew Brees, but that's just my opinion. I mean, I would not take a quarterback this early, though. Even though I really like Matt Ryan, I'd prefer to get him later. But now everyone's talking him up. I talked him up a lot. I don't think I'm, like, fucking popular enough to raise the guy's rankings like I just don't think that that's possible I don't think I can make his rankings climb like King Kong up the goddamn fucking Empire State Bowling but it is entirely possible that one day I will get enough reach to be able to do that so hopefully you guys click that subscribe button so that we can get there to actually make guys move up 
fantasy football draft. So at the 707, it is our turn to pick. Right now, we have four running backs and uh, two wide receivers, so we could really go anywhere here. But to me, it is the wide receiver here. It is between a couple of guys. You could really hunt for upside here in Brandon Cooks or Will Fuller. To me, I prefer Brandon Cooks. Or you can go with the safer pick, who also has a bunch of upside in Marvin Jones. To me, I like Marvin Jones much more than the rest of the competition here, but I do see some high upside out of Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller, especially since one of those guys will be the wide receiver one leading the Houston Texans. Obviously, both guys are definitely huge injury concerns, though. So Marvin Jones, to me, is the pick. Sure, I understand he's also an injury concern because that guy just misses like three to four games every single year. As of recently, he wasn't really that earlier in his career, but the guy's getting up there in age. He has been missing a couple of games, but hey, I don't worry too much about that when I go ahead and get that guy. Definitely in the seventh round is when I'm a lot less concerned with drafting guys that are kind of injury prone. So after that, we see Matty Ice and then J.K. Dobbins, Will Fuller, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Christian Kirk, Darius Geist, Deontay Johnson, Ronald Jones, and James White. Now, I don't understand at all who these numbskulls are drafting. J.K. Dobbins, Darius Geist, out of guys like James White and Ronald Jones. James White is legitimately going to be an amazing running back this year with top 20 fucking potential. So drafting those two bums over him just makes no sense. Ronald Jones, I can understand since I see the upside there, especially potentially scoring a shit ton of touchdowns with Tom Brady just marching up and down the field. So now it is our time to probably go ahead and make our mark and draft probably another wide receiver in a row here. I do want to draft. I might just reach up here since I feel like his ADP is just skyrocketing so I can make sure I get my guy and draft Hayden Hurst here since he may not make it to me in the ninth round. And I'm going to go ahead and do that. Now I talk about Hayden Hurst all the time. Pick him in every single mock draft. I legitimately want to get him in every single draft. If I didn't get him, I would draft either Dallas Godert or Janu Smith or Jake or Jack Doyle later. So I'm going to go ahead and get Hayden Hurst. I just believe this Atlanta offense is so fucking pass heavy. I believe Hayden Hurst is going to have a monster year. We saw Austin Hoop God Hooper ball out last year and have almost 100 targets in just 13 games. So I think we see Hayden Hurst tear it up in 2020 for the Atlanta Falcons offense. So now we're probably going to be looking for another wide receiver, or maybe some running backs because the rest of our th- these drafts picks are going to be a mix and match of running backs and wide receivers or maybe a quarterback if one falls to us in the 10th round so looking at the board after with Hayden Hurst Debo can off the board he's really falling down the draft board considering people are pers- they're kind of just assuming he's going to miss maybe the first month of the season maybe three or four games so obviously that's going to hurt his stock that's why he's falling down though I don't really try to draft those kind of guys that get injured during the summer because I just don't know if the recovery time is going to be there for them so after that we see Sony Michelle then Pittsburgh Steelers defense Keyshawn Vaughn Darius Slate Emmanuel Sanders, me, Cole Hardman, Jordan Howard, Jerry Judy, Tariq Cohen, John Brown, and Henry Ruggs. To note, some dumbass took a Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Don't be taking the defense in the first, I mean, before the last two fucking picks of the draft. Just don't be doing it. Don't be that guy who drafts the defense in the eighth round. It's just not worth it. You can find someone much later at defense, and you're going to be streaming defenses anyways, most likely if you're not a dumbass. So let's look at the picks still available. We should probably draft some more wide receivers here. But none of these guys are really calling out to me. I mean, I really like Nikhil Harry. I like Lazard. These guys just all go later, and I feel like I'd much rather just take a shot on them and go with the running back that I feel like could really, really help my team here in the ninth round and get a, go ahead and secure my own handcuff of Mr. Latavius Murray, or do I want Zach Moss? Hmm. 
I don't know here because this let me know what you guys would do. Would you go ahead and draft your handcuff or would you rather get a guy with high upside in Zach Moss? I think that Buffalo is going to be able to give the ball to Zach Moss at about a 45 to 55 percent rate. 55 obviously in Singletary's favor, 45 for Zach Moss. I think we could see Zach Moss tear it up, especially if Singletary was to get hurt. But then again, when Latavius got or when uh, Alvin Kamara went down last year, Latavius had two 30 plus point games. So is that more valuable having the handcuff? Is it more valuable having the other running back, to me, I think the handcuff, to me, just oversees that value to knowing for a fact I have an RB1 locked in, whether it's Latavius or whether it's Alvin Kamara. I think Latavius, this system is just so good that any running back could run on that New Orleans team and tear it up. So for me, that's going to be the pick of Latavius Murray. It might be a little bit of a reach, but you got to go ahead and get that handcuff if you feel like you want that handcuff, if you think the handcuff is at that extreme value. If you draft Alvin Cook, Alvin Alexander Madison should already have been off the board in the ninth round. I If you have Alvin Cook, you have to draft him considering he is very injury prone. I talked about him in yesterday's must-own running back video. So after Latavius Murray, we see Matt Ryan or Matt Breida come off the board, followed by Marlon Mack, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Rager, Philip Lindsay, James Crowder, Carry On Johnson, Mike Williams, Tevin Coleman, and Duke Johnson. So now it is time to draft a wide receiver. And oh, maybe we want to get a quarterback since Tom Brady fell this far. That's probably what we're going to do here, actually. We're in the 10th round. We're going to go ahead and select Mr. TB12. I like him more than Carson Wentz. I just think this Tampa Bay offense is going to be flying up and down the field. If Tom Brady doesn't put up better stats than last year, I would be colored shocked. And I just, I would just be completely fucking shocked if that didn't happen. I don't understand how Tom Brady is going this late, to be honest with you. I'm surprised not like an 8th round pick at this point. But I don't think he'll rise that much further unless you're in leagues where guys are really just draft drafting based on the name. Like, holy shit, that's Tom Brady let me get him because a lot of people actually believe Tom Brady is washed. I don't think he's completely washed yet. I think it might take a year or two for him to really hit that extreme decline. So after Tom Brady, we see Sammy Watkins caught the board, followed by Darrell Henderson, Zach Moss, Alexander Madison, 49ers defense, Tony Ballard, Boston Scott, Carson Wentz, Nikhil Harry, Naheem Hines, Sterling Shepard, and Deshaun Jackson. Now it's time to draft our wide receiver. And to me, it's an easy pick here. We're going to go ahead and snag Anthony Miller. I've talked about this guy a million times. I really believe in Anthony Miller in his third year in the NFL. I just think with the increased play at the quarterback position of Mr. Nikhil Harry, this team is going to look downright fucking dangerous in 2020 and Anthony Miller would be my pick here if I wanted to be a bit different to what I would normally do I don't think diversifying and getting Golden Tate actually would be a bad idea so that's what I'm gonna do now these wide receivers on this team and the rest of the course kind of injury prone we've seen Sterling Shepard get hurt we've seen Evan Ingram get hurt we haven't really seen Golden Tate take any like big hits like that and really get hurt sure he got suspended I believe last year for taking PEDs but at the end of the day that just made him stronger so we're gonna go ahead and draft Golden Tate here to diversify normal Normally my pick would be Anthony Miller, but you got to make sure you diversify from team to team to make sure you don't have the exact same bunch of players on every single league because then you're just going to end up fucking yourself if though that hunch of you thinking that guy's going to be good and they are complete ass. You are going to be beating yourself up all season long. So after we went with Golden Tate, Anthony Miller can the board, followed by Hunter Henry, Robbie Anderson, Aaron Rodgers, Noah Fant, Chase Edmonds, Matthew Stafford, Jared Cook, uh, Preston Williams, and Gardner Minshew. So now it is time to draft another running back and wide receiver because... You don't need to draft two quarterbacks. 
because it's a 12-team league, you can just pick one up. You don't need to draft two tight ends because you just cut someone and pick a new one up if Hayden Hurst was to get hurt or if Hayden Hurst was to um, have his bye week, which he obviously will have week number 10. So now for running backs, you're really just taking a fucking shot in the dark and you're too late giving Love a bad name type deal. So you're just going to go ahead and draft any of these guys, any guy you think might have some upside. And I'm going to be honest with you, Antonio Gibson or AP would be the pick here. Either of these guys could be the RB1 in the system, especially since Darius Geis just gets hurt by you flicking him a little. So we're going to go with Gibson here and hope that this rookie does make his, his point noticed. But I'm going to be honest with you, I think it might be Adrian Peterson. Something in me tells me that Adrian Peterson is just going to do it again and just get over 1,000 yards because the guy just fucking does it every single year. He's just he's just a fucking beast of a man. So after uh, we went to Antonio Gibson, Austin Hoop God came off the board, followed by Daniel Jones, Curtis Samuel, A.J. Dillon, Cam Newton, Baker Mayfield, Justin Jackson, Damian Harris, Michael Pittman, LaShawn McCoy, Adrian Peterson, and then Anthony McFarlane. So now it's time to draft our kicker and defense. First, we're going to go ahead and snag our defense. By drafting defense, having a shitty week one opponent, and that is very simple. It is the Los Angeles Chargers playing against rookie quarterback Joe Burrow in his first year in the NFL without preseason. So it's going to be pretty easy for him to make maybe just a couple of mistakes. And the Chargers defense is already pretty fucking great. So that's an even bigger bonus. You're not, you typically you just play the matchup. You find a defense that you think's okay against like a shitty offense. But in this case, you're getting a rookie quarterback against a already very good defense. So now it is time to, oh, we actually reached around since we, <laughs> we should have probably drafted another running back or a wide receiver. I kind of faked myself out by getting too deep in my own brain. So realistically, you shouldn't have done that. You should have just drafted a running back or a wide receiver there. But don't be drafting a defense that early. So let me just go ahead here and draft a wide receiver here. We're going to go ahead and snag either Ayuk or Lazard, whichever your pick here is. Ayuk obviously could have some momentous value for the first couple of weeks while Mr. Debo Samuel's gone. Lazard could have all season value, but we bought heavily onto Geronimo Allison to MBS last year, and they didn't do anything. So Alan Robinson might, or Alan Lazard might be the same kind of a thing where you're buying in on him, but I'm just going to draft him here. Fuck it. Let's hope he's good. He is like our 14th round pick, so probably half of these guys will be cut anyways. By the time your fantasy football season's over, you need to understand... If your team's winning, you probably cut half that team, and you have completely new guys on the team from the team you ended up drafting. So now it's time to draft our kicker, and we're going to do that by just closing our eyes and picking a random kicker. There will be a kicker ranking video, though, towards the end of August. So we're going to go ahead and go with my old bitch lame, but my young hoku. Atlanta kicker, Young Hoku, who was balling deep down the stretch of last season. So if we look at our team, we got a B plus. Shout out to Fantasy Pros for that. I think that Fantasy Pros might have a podcast position open soon. So if anyone from Fantasy Pros is watching this, you can always hit your boy up. So quarterback, our quarterback is Tom Brady. Our running backs are Alvin Kamara and Josh Jacobs. Our wide receivers are DJ Moore and Tyler Lockett. Our tight end is Hayden Hurst. Our flex is Le'Veon Bell. Our defensive kicker don't really matter. Our run bench is comprised of Kareem Hunt, Marvin Jones, Latavius Murray, Golden Tate, Antonio Gibson, and Alan Lazard. So if you ended up enjoying this video at any point, please make sure to smack that subscribe button upside the head. I would really appreciate it if you did that. Check out my draft guide down below. Patreon.com slash Notorious Fantasy. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers. I'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another heater of a video actually yeah tomorrow you've there you already saw the video earlier hopefully check that out if you missed it i love you all good boy